Job 24. Why, seeing times are not hidden from the Almighty, do they that know him not see his days? Some remove the landmarks. They violently take away flocks and feed thereof. They drive away the ass of the fatherless. They take the widow's ox for a pledge. They turn the needy out of the way. The poor of the earth hide themselves together. Behold, there's wild asses in the desert. Go they forth to their work, rising betimes for a prey. The wilderness yieldeth food for them and for their children. They reap every one his corn in the field, and they gather the vintage of the wicked. They cause the naked to lodge without clothing, that they have no covering in the cold. They are wet with the showers of the mountains, and embrace the rock for want of a shelter. They pluck the fatherless from the breast, and take a pledge of the poor. The burden which Habakkuk the prophet did see. O Lord, how long shall I cry, and thou wilt not hear? Even cry out unto thee of violence, and thou wilt not save. Why dost thou show me iniquity, and cause me to behold grievance? For spoiling and violence are before me, and there are that raise up strife and contention. Therefore the law is slacked, and judgment doth never go forth. For the wicked doth compass about the righteous, therefore wrong judgment proceedeth. Behold ye among the heathen, and regard and wonder marvelously. For I will work a work in your days, which ye will not believe, though it be told you. Greetings, brothers and sisters in the faith. Thank you for joining me this morning. I'm Sean, your host. The website is www.scriptureandprophecy.com. Well, you know, I, I really struggled with what to speak about today. Because there's just been so many topics and so many issues uh, coming to mind that need to be addressed you know, I've been wondering and been asking God and still to this point asking God, you know, what direction should I be going with the podcast? Is it to continue as business as usual or should we be doing something different? Um, should I be doing some more of the things like I used to do back in the truth fed days? You know, those are the kind of questions I'm asking God right now uh, because we have entered into a strange point in history, a strange time and it should not be ignored and we need to understand or at least recognize the time that we're living in and maybe God has something he wants us to do during this time so many issues so many things we could talk about we could talk about the mask of the beast the mask of the beast. You know, I never really thought about this, uh, but I heard uh, this mentioned on True News, the Rick, Rick Wiles's program. I don't know, a few days ago, I was listening to it in the car. 
But they brought up the point that, you know, people are putting this mask on, many of them, because they need to be able to buy and sell. And I thought, wow, that's true. I mean, a lot of people are just complying because they need to go into the grocery store. And a situation has been created where you can't, if you want to do anything that you enjoy, you want to go anywhere, you you want to go participate in commerce, you want to go to the grocery store and get groceries for your family, then you got to put this piece of cloth over your face and breathe in toxic levels of carbon dioxide. If you want to go to work, same thing, right? Some of you might remember I wrote a little article back in May. So this is before we knew a lot. This is when things had first began. And if you don't mind, I'd like to take two minutes just to read that article to you again. Remember, this was written in May. And I wrote, the stage is being set for the mark of the beast. Here's what it says. It says, we are living in a time when government and tech industry leaders are openly usurping our freedoms and liberty, and it's about to get much, much worse. This is what I said in May, May 1st to be exact. The unfortunate aspect of all this is many people seem to be begging for it. We are being told on a regular basis by these tech companies, by media, and by government that we should prepare for a new normal. By new normal, they mean prepare to be tracked wherever you go, prepare to never be able to gather in large numbers ever again, prepare to be chipped and vaccinated in order to participate in basic commerce, to go out to eat, to go to a ball game, or to run a 5K or a marathon. I had no idea when I wrote this, and I said prepare to be chipped and vaccinated in order to participate in basic commerce that I needed to also include be masked. Interesting. I'm not going to read the rest of the article. It's up at scriptureandprophecy.com. The stage is being set. This is all about acclamation. Do what you're told if you want to participate in commerce, if you want to do anything that you enjoy and love, if you want to be able to go to work. This is just the first step. And the tracking and all that is coming as well. In fact, I just saw an article. Michigan College will digitally track students' movement at all times. I'll be on college, if I'm saying that right. Michigan College is requiring students to download a phone application that tracks their location and private health data at all times in an attempt to protect them from the coronavirus. Albion College, located in Albion, Michigan, is one of the first schools in the country to tackle contact tracing. The school is working to create a COVID bubble on campus and asking students to stay within the school's 4.5-mile perimeter for the entire semester. If the student leaves the campus, the app will notify the administration and the student could be temporarily suspended. That sounds like prison. That sounds like house arrest. That doesn't sound like going to college. That doesn't sound like the experience of going to college for a young adult. That sounds like going off to prison. You've got a locator on you. If you leave, you're in trouble. 
This is the world we live in. I bring all this up only to say, watch for it. Watch for it. And look, many people put on the mask. Some people wear the mask because they actually think that it's safe to breathe in their own carbon dioxide for hours on end. Some, and they put it on because they really, really, truly believe that they're making a difference and helping, okay? A lot of people are putting it on simply because they don't want to be shamed by everyone around them. They don't want the hassle of an argument or something like that, right? Understandable. My point is, think about how much more difficult it'll be when the consequences are even more severe. Do this, or we're cutting off everything. Take this, or you can't do anything or buy anything. You cannot get food. I mean, think about what California's doing, where if you're not complying with California, we're going to cut off utilities going to your house. Listen, people, this is very serious. I, you know, I stopped doing podcasts like this because I just wanted to do, I just wanted to encourage people in the faith. And I've told you about the vision I had in 2012, and nowhere in that vision did I see any symbolism or anything for doing news. It was all about chasing after Messiah, chasing after Jesus, and and leading people to do that. So that's got to stay my primary goal until God tells me otherwise. But sometimes we just have to say, open our eyes. We need to open our eyes. We are living in the time of lawlessness. Matthew 24, 11, verse, verses 11 through 12 says, And many false prophets shall rise and shall deceive many, and because the iniquity shall abound, lawlessness shall abound, the love of many shall wax cold as a result. We are seeing the love of many completely waxing cold, are we not? We are seeing absolute insanity as far as lawlessness is concerned. We are seeing these things in real time. We are living in a the time of lawlessness, the time of the birth pains. The stages are being set. How long? I do not know could be years I don't know but I'd have to be an ignorant fool to not see the stage being set for all of this and all of this stuff I don't foresee going away and I said this in that article that I read to you that I written in May they never intend for us to be able to gather again in large groups because look at what this has been able to create for them They've got the church shut down in many places in the country. Not everywhere, but a lot of places. By the way, while I'm thinking of that, we need to be, and I'm, I need to circle back to this thought. I need to circle back to the church and our mission and all that to end the podcast. But we need to be praying for John MacArthur's church. It doesn't matter if you agree with all of his theology or everything he's ever done or said. The reality is, is he's standing up against a tyrannical, devil-worshipping entity known as the California government and saying, no, my church is going to be open. 
he wins lawsuits, but then the appeals court comes through and overrules the judge's decision. They're threatening to cut off utilities to his church, and he's continuing to stand and say, No, we need to be praying for him, that God's grace and mercy would be upon him for refusing to shut the door and stop doing what we're commanded to do, which is to gather, especially as we see the day approaching. This doesn't mean you have to gather in a corporate church building. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that's the stance that he is taking. Well, where's I at? Oh, I was saying I don't foresee this stuff going away. Because never in the history of the universe has government taken power and then relinquished it. There's a quote that says, Nothing is so permanent as a temporary government program. Let me say that again. Nothing is so permanent as a temporary government program. Truth. It's just a fact. There are times, and I'm just going to be honest with you guys and share some vulnerability here. There are times when I wish that I could have been born in a different era. Some of you may know what I'm talking about. I'm like, well, man, why do I have to why do I have to be born in the time of the death of the United States of America? Like why do I have to watch my country burn? I feel like the prophet Habakkuk and you've heard me quote this verse a thousand times, and I played it at the beginning of the podcast. The burden of Habakkuk. Can we just take a minute and look at it again? He says, O Lord, how long shall I cry, and thou will not hear? Even cry out to thee, violence, and thou will not save. Habakkuk saying, there's violence everywhere. Why does thou show me iniquity? In other words, why are you making me look at evil and cause me to behold grievance? For spoil and violence are before me, and there are that rise up strife and contention. He's saying, all I see out there is violence and spoil, and there's these people, and they continue to stir up strife and, and evil within the culture. Verse 4, Therefore the law is slacked, and judgment doth never go forth. He's saying no righteous judgment ever goes forth. No one's being held accountable for all of this evil. In fact, he goes on to say, For the wicked doth compass about the righteous. Therefore wrong judgment proceedeth. In other words, we're surrounded by the wicked. So nothing true goes forth. No right judgment ever goes forth. In fact, what we're witnessing here in the United States of America is the criminals being lifted up and exalted and the victims being prosecuted. If that's not evil, I don't know what is. God says, Behold you among the heathen and regard and wonder marvelously. For I will work a work in your days which you will not believe, though it be told to you. This verse goes back for me. This verse has so much meaning to me that I couldn't even articulate it. 
I'd almost have to write a whole book on this because this verse was a participating verse and bringing me back to the Lord back in 2008 or so. I was a broken, backslidden, life-destroyed and I heard a preacher preaching on this and it gave me hope. And I think it's a word for us today. Yes, all this is going on. We could we could mimic the words that Habakkuk is speaking and say it because it's exactly what we're feeling and exactly what we're seeing in our own generation. But God is saying, look at look, take take inventory of it. That's true. But wonder marvelously because I'm doing something. I'm doing something that you wouldn't believe, though it be told to you. Let me go back to that original thought. I sometimes find myself wishing I could be born in another time, another era. But that is wrong. Because we have been appointed by God to be born at this time, to live during this generation, because this is what he's ordained. This is what he's chosen for us. He's chosen chosen us to be here at this time to do a work for the kingdom. James says, I must, or John, I'm sorry. Actually, let me back up here. I got my scriptures mixed up. It's Ephesians I'm looking for. Chapter 2 says, For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God hath ordained that we walk in them. In other words, these works were prepared for us in advance. Before we ever were born, these works were prepared for us by God to walk in them. They've been ordained. It's our destiny to do this, to be here at this time, and to do the works that God has appointed for us to do during this time to bring in the kingdom. Another verse has been popping out to me a lot. And I'm going to wrap it up with this thought. As Jesus says, I must work the works of him that sent me. Okay, let's pause on that just for a second. I must work the works of him that sent me. Likewise, we, we acknowledge that we are to do the works that God had ordained these works for us in advance for us to walk in. Jesus is saying, I must do the works of him that sent me while it is day. The night cometh when no man can work. So here's the final thought that I really want to get through to us. Is the time where we can easily share the gospel. that window is closing. That window is closing. The persecution has begun. The war on the church has begun. This is why I say, pray, even for the pastors that you don't like or necessarily agree with. If they're standing up for the kingdom of God, pray for them. They need our help. People like me are being silenced Many people like me, their podcast has been removed. 
that can no longer speak easily. This is why I recommend all of you get on the email list. You go to scriptureandprophecy.com, put your name and email in there. Because the day may come when I cannot get you these recordings through the normal methods. And so people need to get familiar with the website and get on the email list. This is why I wrote the book, The End of Days Devotional, is because I may not be able to speak anymore, but maybe the book will be out there. This is all about furthering the kingdom, preaching the gospel, bringing people to Jesus. That's the mission. And we have to do this work while it is day, because night cometh when no man can work. Night is coming. Likewise, if you've been on the fence with your faith, you're running out of time. You need to come to Jesus right now. While it's still easy. Romans 10 tells us, Romans 10, chapter 9, or I'm sorry, chapter 10, verses 9 through 10 say that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Today is the day. If you hear his voice, today is the day. Therefore, as the Holy Spirit says, today if you hear his voice. Psalm 95 tells us, For he is our God, and we are the people of his pasture and the sheep of his hand. Today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts. Hebrews 3 says, Today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts as if in the rebellion. Isaiah tells us to incline your ear and come to me and hear that your soul may live. And I will make with you an everlasting covenant of my steadfast, sure love for David. Jesus tells us in the book of Revelation, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come into him and eat with him and he with me. Jesus said, My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. He says to him, the gatekeeper opens, the sheep hear his voice, and he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. Lastly, I say, seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. Seek him now. Repent of your sins. It doesn't matter what you've done. Just get on your face. Repent. Confess your sins. And he is sure and faithful to forgive you and to cleanse you of all unrighteousness. Confess your sins. Repent. Turn away. Then confess that he is Lord. And believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead. Today is the day of salvation. Seek the Lord today while he may be found. Call upon him right now while he was near. And to everyone who's already walking in the faith, 
finish this race well. Do the work of the kingdom. Do the work of the kingdom. Stop worrying about our own ambitions. Our own... We've got to pick up the cross. There's no time to be messing around anymore. And look, this has been true for a while. We have some time left. We have some windows of opportunity left where we can do this, where we can openly share the gospel of Jesus Christ, where we can openly seek God. Well, we can do the work that he has foreordained for us to do in advance. He prepared these works for us. He ordained for us to be here now at this time. Let's not waste it. It's getting harder and harder to share the gospel and to do things like this. And this is why it's so important that you support the podcast. And podcasts like this who labor for the kingdom of God. Who preach the repentance. Who preach Jesus Christ, Yeshua HaMashiach. Who tell the truth. Your support is much, much needed. So please consider doing it. Please consider becoming a Patreon for as little as a dollar a month. Patreon.com slash truthfed. All this information is on the website, scriptureandprophecy.com. Thank you for your prayers. I still need prayer and guidance, so please continue to pray for me that God would show me the path. And protect me as I get bolder. If he requires me to be even more bold, then I pray then I ask that you would pray for his protection over me and my family. We're in a war, not against flesh and blood, but against the principalities and the powers and the darkness. And It's a spiritual war. Peace and grace be with all of you. Until next time, God bless.